0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IMCO, In My Christian Opinion, with myself, Jonathan Chan. Sorry, I'm just going to get my mic over here so that everyone can hear me a lot clearer. So yes, welcome back. And uh, today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. And for those who are watching in the near future, yes, we are still in the midst of COVID restrictions and protocols. And hence, I am stuck here at home doing my thing. And uh, But you know what? It's a blessing that I'm able to do that because many people cannot do the same. And uh, like my wife, who is currently needed at her work in her branch. So... Welcome again to IMCO, In My Christian Opinion. What is it? For those who are just joined us uh, for the first time, it's providing my Christian opinion on what topped the news this past week. And so, today, looking back last week, what topped the news this past week? This guy! The number one world, number, world number one tennis player, Novak Dorkovich. I don't even know if I pronounced his last name right. Now, uh, Novak Dorkovich decided in his own decision not to be vaccinated against COVID. And uh, he was about to play his 21st Grand Slam tournament in Australia for the Australian Open. Now, for those who don't know, Australia has a strict uh, protocol on COVID, meaning that you need and you must be vaccinated before you enter into the country so long story short he was basically deported he was told to leave thank you but no thank you australia said go away because you're not vaccinated now he's viewed there's many views out there on the internet right now saying that he's a hero to some especially to his fellow countrymen who believe that, uh, he, that they, they thought that he had every right to make his own decisions and that Australia should be a loving neighbor. Yes, I quoted loving neighbor from an article that they should welcome him and that they should be tolerant and accommodate his decisions. Yet on the other side, some of the articles that I've read were just vehemently against him, saying that you know he's wrong and he should have been punished. And uh, similar to the president over in France, Emmanuel Macron, (laughs) quoting that he wanted to make life miserable for the anti-vaxxers. Well, they were saying that Australia had every right to make this guy's life miserable. And so, some of the articles even went to an extent of saying that Australia demonized. Novak Dorkovich for his uh, just telling him that he should be vaccinated. Uh, interesting enough, Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer both even said that this guy should be vaccinated. And so we have this uh, um, interesting thing where this guy is getting a lot of publicity and notably even caught my attention for that matter of just being this kind of semi martyr. But also, at the same time, being the enemy of the public, the enemy of the state. Um, Now, I am not going to divulge or extrapolate his decision making on not getting vaccinated, because that's left for everyone to decide. However, I do believe, being myself fully vaccinated, including with a booster shot, I think that being vaccinated is the right way to go. Uh, it has proven with medical and medical science and everything that you need to be vaccinated against this COVID to not only protect yourself, but to protect others. However, that's, again, my uh, viewpoint as well. But I strongly am pretty sure that that viewpoint is the right viewpoint. Now, besides the point, uh, the most interesting, though, out of this whole uh, um, All these articles that I've read was the idea about accommodation as a way to love your neighbor. Because, again, like I said, like uh, some of the articles said that they should, that Australia should love their neighbor by accommodating. In fact, Aaron O'Toole, our conservative leader who is the leader of the opposition, I believe he's the leader of the opposition, maybe not because we're in a minority government right now, but he even said that. Though he is for vaccines, we should love our neighbors by accommodating their decisions. Okay, let's talk about that. Is loving our neighbor all about accommodation? Do we need to accommodate in order to love our neighbor? Or should we take another stance of saying, no, like, uh, and you should, <laughs> you should get vaccinated. Oh, by the way, before we move on, let me show you a video clip that's quite amusing, because this is another route that you could take, that one could take, in order to say, um, basically, that another person is completely wrong, and uh, here, I'll let you watch it. A little perspective. That? I'm just asking yeah. for a little perspective here. I'm not the only one fed up with these mask holes. In Mexico, Leonardo Schwebel, an anchor for Telediario Guadalajaro, Mexico's news leader, has had just about enough. Ustedes, malditos, antivacunas, bola de imbéciles, ya déjense de Y por lo menos, pónganse Fumbre vacas, y déjen de estar creando al mundo. Sí, sí, antivacunas, eres un imbécil, Porque en fuma de vaca. Okay, I don't think that that is necessary. Loving your neighbor, uh, yelling at people is not going to be helpful, right? And uh, so you could be accommodating, or you could be hostile. Is that the only? Are those the only two choices, Basically, of being loving your neighbor, accommodating, or being completely hostile and tell them, just tell them off and say, you are wrong and you're a moron you should be vaccinated because you're if you're not vaccinated you're an idiot is that is that something that we should say (laughs) so so interesting right uh so how do we and how should we love our neighbor though and when our neighbors may really are making wrong choices like um how are we supposed to communicate to our neighbors communicate to those who we love and those around us, those people we are around us, to say that, hey, their actions are not right and that their actions are hurting others. Should we accommodate their actions and just say, you know what, that's okay, you know, um, though you, you know, your actions may be hurtful to others, that's okay, or should we go on the other route like that the news anchor there and just let him have it? So here are my takeaways about loving our neighbors versus accommodation. Love or accommodation. So in a Christian sense, we have to tap into Jesus, right? Take a look at what Jesus did in the Bible. And I wonder, and I ask myself, okay, what did Jesus do? Did Jesus accommodate sin? Well, reading through the various stories in the Gospels, the four Gospels, they, Jesus was accused of accommodating sin. Uh, One of these accommodations, one of these accusations was that he dined with the sinner, meaning that he was willing to associate with sinners, which made him basically, uh, what the Pharisees were saying, that that they're accusing Jesus of being complacent, of accommodating their sin, of allowing their sin. But did Jesus really do that when he was dining with the sinner? When Jesus was having conversations with the sinners and, and the conversations about their sin, did Jesus, in fact, really just said, Oh, that's okay. Uh, your sin is okay. Continue on. I will overlook it because I'm so loving that I will forgive you at all times. Did Jesus say that? No. Point number two. No, because Jesus, in many other stories, told the person or the person themselves actually did it turned around jesus said sin no more or along those theme along those lines of saying sin no more as he was dining with uh, um, with uh, sinners as he was talking with uh, people as he was uh, chatting with uh, or even uh, saving um a woman from getting stoned He went and told uh, these folks sin no more or along those lines or along those themes. Uh, For example, Zacchaeus, uh, the short guy who went up on a sycamore tree to look at Jesus and Jesus invited him to come. uh, No, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, hey, I'm going to your house to have a dinner with you. And then the Pharisees and the Sadducees just accused Jesus of accommodating sin. Did he? No, because Jesus, while they were dining, Zacchaeus some odd reason, I don't know what was said between Jesus and Zacchaeus, but he did a about face, turn around 180 degrees and changed his lifestyle. In fact, he gave everybody who he wronged back their money and more to the nth degree. So he changed, he completely changed and he sinned no more. He basically changed his life and started afresh. And so Jesus did not accommodate his sin. In fact, Zacchaeus, through Jesus's dining and conversation with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus changed. Another one was an example with the rich young ruler. And uh, the rich young ruler being you know, haughty and prideful that he was able to obey some of the commands, Jesus said and uh, told him, well, one thing that you need to do is to sell off everything and give to the poor. And the rich young ruler didn't do that. Instead, he chose to continue on in his own lifestyle and not change. Did Jesus accommodate him? No. He gave him a choice and the rich young ruler left and um, decided that he cannot change his lifestyle. And so when we look at Jesus' stories and uh, in the four Gospels, Jesus did not accommodate the sin. What did he do? Well, he reached out to them. He found ways to reach to these individuals. He found ways to reach to them to uh, have conversations with them, but also for the purpose with a purpose of changing their lifestyle. Whether change whether they would be abandoning their sin or they changed their lifestyle, changed their habits, their patterns, there was a purpose in his Discussions and his conversations with these people for the purpose of changing them. But most importantly, his conversations were relevant and were able to reach to them. I was reading an article in The Economist of a doctor, an emergency ER doctor, who, like, partly he was venting that there are so many anti vaxxers entering into the hospital, really sick. And uh, saying, and he's just baffled that, you know, why are you not getting vaccinated? And of course, many of these folks have many reasons uh, from various reasons. And he realized that during his time with them, that there's no point in lecturing. There's no point in berating them or scolding them like the news anchor that we saw. There's no point in doing any of that because the more we do that, the more pushback we get and he said that the more pushback he got in fact he just was talking to a stone wall by that time the more he lectured the more the wall will get thicker and taller and there is no possibility to reach them however he changed his mindset he changed his tactic he changed his way of approaching them he instead of lecturing them and providing them with stats and data and to go against them he actually got to their level and tried to reach to them in a way that they would understand. In other words, to incorporate their story in his conversation with them, to try to reach to them by using their language, their stories, their concerns, and their desires and needs. And uh, amazingly enough, when he did that, he was able to change their perception on vaccines, changed their perception on science and uh, their views towards uh, medicine, and it it reached to them. And so I think, uh, taking a a jump here, I think that Jesus did the same thing with Zacchaeus and with the many sinners that he encountered when he dined with him. Whenever uh, we encounter Jesus, uh, whenever we read Jesus, dining or conversations with people, even the one that um, just popped into my head, the guy who uh, he expelled many demons, like the legion of demons inside him, he was having conversations with that man afterwards. And that man went and then just completely changed his life. And everybody didn't even know or recognize him because he was a completely different person. I wonder, and I can safely assume, I think, in my opinion, that they don't really say it in the Gospels, but Jesus probably reached to them at their level. Reached to them by touching them in their stories, by reaching them and touching them in their language, and reaching them and touching them in their needs and desires. As opposed to lecturing them, pounding them with many verses and statistics and data. Instead of doing that, instead of berating them and scolding them, he gently just followed their story and... Managed to reach to them using their stories and convince them to change their ways and change their life away from sin, and so did Jesus accommodate? No, instead, he didn't accommodate. He reached to them, and I think that's how you love your neighbor. Um, for Australia, for that case of Novak Djokovic, that one, uh, it's hard to say, like, uh, because this is a, like a country. With these strict uh, restrictions, Novak Djokovic knew better. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have entered into the country and tried to challenge them on this. Partly, I think it's just his pride that tried to challenge them. So, But we will not face those cases as individuals. I think you and I would probably face many cases just as in our close relationships with our loved ones. Whether it be vaccines or not, it could be any topic, right? When we see that our loved ones may be doing something that will lead into disaster, the best way is not to lecture them, not to provide data or statistics, and not to berate them and scold them like the news anchor, because that wall is just gonna go up, the wall is gonna get thicker and taller. The best way to reach to them is not to also accommodate. We can't just overlook these things, because that's also not a loving thing to do. But what we can do is reach out to them and reach out to them in the language that they can understand, and also tap into the stories that they are invested in. So I included the passage here with Zacchaeus, but I'm not gonna read it now because uh, some a lot of you can not have your internet, access to internet. Just Google that passage of Luke 19, 6 to 10, and you could see uh, and read the story of Zacchaeus uh, for on your own. But that's it from me for another IMCO. I hope you found this IMCO helpful. Uh, it's my reflections on what happened this past week on what topped the news. Till next week, hope you have a safe and blessed week.